Everything is Awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows, like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelant Friends, and Podstalgic at courtsandparts.com. Hey there, welcome to Everything is Awesome. This is the pre-intro. Uh, the show that we're going to listen to today is our live show from Amalgam Comics and Coffee House on June 4th. Uh, big thanks to everyone involved. Garrett Smith from I Like to Movie Movie for guest co-hosting when Mike couldn't make it uh, last minute. Big shout out to Ophidian the Cobra from Jakar Pro Wrestling uh, for being our guest and uh, for the well, you'll I'll let you listen to it. And you can listen to to uh, what he 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 did for us. Big thanks for that, buddy. Still a little numb there, huh? Uh, and to Brian Gway, our comedian for the. Uh, afternoon shout out to all of them shout out to steel empire and a quest for magic and steel uh, for being our pro- opener and also running sounds uh, such a great day did you uh, miss this live show well don't worry about it because on july 16th at 2 p.m we'll be live at tattooed mom as part of the fifth annual philadelphia podcast fest that's right come down to south street for a whole day of podcasting uh, we're on at 2 p.m so uh, it's going to be a great great day we already know who the guests are we're going to announce them on next wednesday's episode so you're going to listen to an episode with ryan star on friday of the high res pod for our second episode in the celebration of the philadelphia podcast fest and then on wednesday we're going to be uh talking to the boys from your weekly top six um podcast i think i just got that name completely wrong uh so we will uh, i'll make sure i give them proper credits in the next episode but yes uh that will be the next episode and i will reveal our guests for the philadelphia podcast fest make sure you check out phillypodfest.com slash schedule to see when all the shows are going on uh ophidian's podcast bumping grind will be part of the podcast fest uh i'm not sure what day just check that schedule out to see when uh check it out unless it is uh, on at 2 p.m on the 16th then come see our show at tattooed mom it's gonna be great hope to see you there on to our live show from a malcolm comics and coffee house Malcolm Comics and Coffee House, the safe haven for geekdom in Philadelphia. It's Everything is Awesome. Tonight's guests from the Nile River bed, Ophidian the Cobra, Philadelphia comedian Brian Gray, and now, as heard on 95.7 Ben FM's Ben Around Philly, here's your host, Kevin Gallagher. And I'm Batman. Did you credit yourself as being on a local radio show? Yes, I did. Is that your, that you consider that your biggest credit to date? Uh, yeah, next month it will be Director of Awesome for the Philadelphia Podcast Fest. That will be added to my intro. D- director? Yes. Of what? Of Awesome. Of Awesome? Yes. You're d- like, Is there a show called Awesome or you're just directing how awesome that event is going to be? Both. <laughs> I mean, the show is Everything is Awesome. And... Uh-huh. And the event's going to be awesome. I, I would not take credit for how <laughs> awesome that event may or may not be if I were you. Well, I mean, it, it could win big for me or it could be tremendously bad. But Tattooed Mom is where we're going to be, at least, is always great. Yeah, I like Tattooed Moms. Yeah. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for coming out to Amalgam Philly. Nope. That's their Twitter handle. <laughs> oh, okay. Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. Uh, big thanks for everyone coming out. Thank you to our sponsors, Zencaster.com, Telus.com, and of course, the Steel Empire for running the sound today. That's what's, uh, why we sound so good. It's so perfect. You weren't here when they were setting up. Um, completely pre- uh, professional. Yeah. Were you at the, um, the oh, no, we had that one sponsored. Uh, we were at another uh, venue where I, I ran everything. Yeah. And it was... Terrible? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, we, we, we eventually got off the ground. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and of course, I want to give a big round of applause for my co-host this evening, 
the host of I Like to Movie Movie, and my pod and brother. No, my brother and pod. Brother and pod. Yeah, that sounds way better. Pod in brother. <laughs> yeah, that just sounds weird. <laughs> Garrett Smith. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think uh, I just got a bigger applause than you did on your you own did, show. You did. You did. Well, you're the funny guy. You're the guy that literally made a killing at the podcast fest. I, I made a killing at the podcast fest? Well, not monetarily, but there was a dead I, mouse I murdered a mouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, you you were the big highlight of the podcast fest for me. Oh, show. thanks. Appreciate That's that. That's why I fill my show with talented people that make me look good. Or at least my product look good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least my product, the yeah. end game. Thank you for uh, specifying. Yeah, no, but yeah, you know, this is the first time we've done the show here at Amalgam. Uh, and I got to say, this is the first time I've been at the venue. It's so awesome. This shop is great. Yeah. Like, I think I heard Dave talking about on his show. I, I come from the suburbs. I'm from Bucks County. So every comic book store I go to in my area is literally about the size of the corner we're in right now. Yeah. And there's just boxes everywhere. You can, oh, like, yeah. stretch here. You can do a podcast here. Uh, and this one, they have a coffee house here, so you can get some, like, Starbucks stuff, except much better. There is nothing better than an organized comic book shop. 90% yeah. of the comic book shops I go in are just stacks of boxes. Oh, so it's not just the suburbs. N no, that's just okay. uh, the type of people that own comic book shops are... Tend not to be the most organized of people. No, they. Uh, this place did it great. I love it, and it's you know I love doing a podcast live at a bar. That's usually where we normally do mm -hmm. it because uh, you can get some drinks and whatnot. But coming here to to and having coffee is yeah. like getting up and ready to go. You know? <laughs> Uh, it's just, it's so, so awesome. I love it here. And it's, I've been here once before just to hang a poster and then I got out. Yeah. Uh, but now that I've been like roaming around, it's just, it, it's a welcoming feeling. That yeah. Not all shops have. Um, so, but you know, uh, before we kick off some, uh, some stuff that I want to talk to you about, I, yeah. I do want to chat about Wonder Woman. That's the big thing. Yeah. Wonder Woman came out this weekend. Yeah. It's a, a f the first DC movie to be certified fresh, whatever that means. That's how we, I guess, judge our lives now but <laughs> yeah. it's by Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, uh, yeah, but I, I would agree. I saw it, uh, yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Spoiler free review. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, I have not liked a DC Universe movie yet. Well, uh, I can tell you that no one has. At 55% for Man of Steel, 27% uh -huh. uh, for Batman vs. Superman, and 25% uh -huh. for Suicide Squad. That eh, sounds about right to me. Uh, Wonder Woman was great, though. Uh, it still suffers from some of the standard superhero movie pro. I have like a bit of superhero movie fatigue, yeah. uh, and it's got some of the problems that those movies have, but it is so full of like real heroics and and real romance like in a way that has not been in any modern comic book movie oh, that nice. just completely overshadows any of the sort of standard superhero trappings that it falls into occasionally uh chris pine is great in it and gal gadot is really great in it and they have like a really amazing chemistry that just like pops off the screen it's awesome now does the like the setting of that movie have anything to do with it that, that it's a period piece almost i don't think so because honestly one of my big complaints about it is they seem to have done the same like color desaturation okay. that they did to all of Zack snyder's movies and I hate that look. It is so drab. And it feels to me like Patty Jenkins made like a really colorful movie that the studio decided to uh, make more in line with yeah. uh, the Snyder vision uh, um, post the movie being made. I could be wrong about that, but I sort of hated that uh, about it. Uh, I f um, the, the th what is the island called she's from? So that, sounds about right. That, that island that sounds like a skin disease. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, it's really beautiful and it's very colorful, but it even that feels like a little drab. Uh, yeah. And I, so, yeah, I, no, I, I, it's it's not the setting as much as just the actual storytelling okay. is is just really great and fucking. Yo, I love watching ladies do action. <laughs> it is so, like, there's tons of slow-mo in it, which I thought I would hate and kind of tired of seeing, like, battle in slow-mo. Yeah. But watching these women do this, like, crazy acrobatic stuff is, like, the first time that's ever made sense to me. Mm -hmm. Like, watching big, bulky dudes flip around in circles, like, never really makes any sense to me. But watching these, like, really fit women do it, I'm like, that makes sense to me. I buy every second of that. And it's really fun to watch. You're going to zone out later then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but I, I, mean, I haven't seen the movie yet myself. I'm Actually, I think I'm going to go see it tonight because yeah. I want to do an entire podcast on it with, yeah. with you because sure. the whole, you know, we, you and I have had the conversation. I know you've had the conversation with the world about uh, like women being represented in yeah. movies just in general. 
So uh, this seems like the perfect movie to have that conversation. Oh yeah, I mean it's uh, it is just about like the the power of women, and it and it is it's great because it, a lot of it is like it's a fish out of water story for Wonder okay. Woman, which makes it a lot of fun. And Gal Gadot is really great at that, but a lot of it is her sort of like entering the man's world and them dismissing her and her just deciding, you don't get to dismiss me. Uh, and it's pretty awesome. Uh, well, you mentioned the, uh, your issues with comic book movies. Yeah. It's, we didn't talk about anything for the show beforehand. I actually wanted to talk the comic book movie with you. Yeah. Uh, because you're a good person to have a conversation with when yes. it comes to movies. Hence, I like to movie movie your uh -huh. podcast. Uh, so, so what's your issue with comic book movies these days? I just feel like we're we've entered a sort of repeating formula for mm. a lot of them. It feels kind of tight, especially the Marvel movies. Feel like I'm kind of watching the same movie over and over again. Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange very much felt like a repeat of Iron Man. Mm -hmm. They all people have talked about this on the internet. They have that big uh, blue beam in sky problem at the end, generally where the Final fight is just a big CGI mess where the stakes no longer seem to matter. You just you lose all the personal stakes that are going on for the characters in the finales. Uh, and they tend to still have origin story problems where they're kind of yeah. just churning out the same kind of origin beats over and over again. And that what, what was um, is it Homecoming that is rumored to be doing it right like. Not Maybe at all? Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm curious about that because I feel like the trailers have actually not been that strong for mm. that, in my opinion. But I am really excited for a Spider-Man movie that's actually in the Marvel Universe. And it's an actual teenager yes. playing the character. Well, and I mean, he looks like a teenager at the yes, very least. Yeah, yeah. And it's directed by a guy that I really like. He made this movie Cop Car a couple years ago. Okay. That was one of my favorite like indies of the last few years. Uh, that is about like nine-year-old boys, mm -hmm. and he really captures like a great sort of naturalism with those kids. And I'm curious if that will translate to oh, teenagers. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you know the issues with I think comic book movies is that they like no longer do they have me wanting to see every single one. Yeah, I know. It's it used to be you know back in the day of the back in the day of <laughs> just five years ago when this was exciting and new and it's well, already like not. I mean, I'm going back maybe 15 years ago, okay. like with Spider-Man and X-Men. Yeah, sure. And those movies, yeah. like I got super excited. And, and oh, you're yeah. right. Like five years ago, I got super excited yeah. for for comic book movies. But I, like, I still haven't seen Ant-Man. I still haven't seen yeah. all of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Not because I didn't want to or they're right. that bad, but like I have to pick and choose. my. There's, when you have, th what, three Marvel a th year. I was going to say there's one studio that's churning out three to four every yeah. year, let alone the other studios that are also trying to get in on the comic book. And game. they are very episodic almost, like it's, which is kind of cool. I mean, if you're, I guess, a, like into comic books on the big screen like that? They have literally translated the format of comic yeah. books to the big screen, yeah. which is just this sort of like episodic storytelling nature that is kind of exciting because I do like this idea that you could use a format like movies to sort of tell a big ongoing story. But at the same time, one of the problems with uh, that sort of extended storytelling is you get these sort of like spinning your wheels chapters yeah. to set the stage for later chapters. And... Um, when a movie is such a huge endeavor and such a lengthy piece of art, that feels uh, feels like a problem. Like a bit, it feels like a more exasperated problem than it would in something like a comic, where you just get another one next week anyway. Well, uh, let me ask you this: What do you think of the the Captain America movies? Because they, to me, seem to be like cream of the crop when it yeah. comes to the Marvel movies. I still think Winter Soldier is like the one true great movie that yeah. that studio has made. You could sub out. You know, Captain America with James Bond. Yeah, yeah. And that's, it's still a great movie. Yeah. Or, or just an original character. It's still a great... It, it's yeah, just, that just really works on its own, I think. Yeah. Well, and I think it's the directors. The, yes. Uh, yeah, the Russo brothers. Yeah, the Russo brothers. Mm -hmm. well, so I'm excited to see what they do with Infinity War. Yeah, me too. I actually, to be honest with you, I was not crazy about Civil War. Like, I like Civil War, mm -hmm. but everybody seems to be uh, nuts for that movie, and I think it's fine. Uh, it, you know what? Now that it's so far removed from it, I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah. I, I see, Civil War, the... 2006 storyline in comics yeah. that's what drew me back into comics yeah, so yeah, like yeah. it was like this little love affair i had with that movie yeah, and obviously it's not it wasn't the same thing and, no. and nor did i expect it to be i was fine with the changes oh, they yeah. made to it for the movie i, I just um I don't know something about that movie. I feel like uh, doesn't work for me. I don't and can't put my finger uh, on it. I but. enjoyed the villain because it seemed like there was a villain. Like he actually ha kind of had a purpose, and he kind of won at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, that was, I think, my favorite part of that movie. Yeah. Um, and looking back at it, it's it's the one like great positive I pull from it. Yeah, I mean, setting the characters against each other like that is pretty interesting, but. Um and it just didn't, I don't know, it didn't totally, the, the movie itself, I feel like, is kind of unwieldy. Yeah. 
It's uh, yeah, it's, it's now I don't remember. You're a much better reviewer because <laughs> you like get in there in the nitty gritty. I yeah. just I'm more of a popcorn flick guy. Like, yeah, I yeah, know yeah. When I watch it, I'll probably forget. Dude, have you ever seen Speed Racer? No, but <laughs> I just watched Speed Racer for the first time a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Speed Racer is awesome. <laughs> Has anybody here ever seen Speed Racer? It is so good. It's dude, it's like crazy. Like good. Matthew Fox is the, the yeah. bad guy, right? Yeah, he's well, he's not the bad guy. He's Racer X. Oh, okay. See, uh, I know nothing about the Speed Racer. And he lore is literally doing a a. He's the only person in the movie that is straight up playing an anime character like an anime voice actor, <laughs> and he's awesome at it. Oh, that's I, that sells me right there, dude. It is the craziest. It's the grossest movie I've ever. It looks so gross. <laughs> it looks like. It looks like regurgitated Skittles, like anthropomorphized into a movie. It's, cr but it's so entertaining. Like I love everything about it, even though it's so crazy gross. That's awesome. I, I, maybe I'll check that out this weekend. It, it's, it's wild. You got it on see Netflix? It. Do you know? I do not know. No. I have no idea where you can find it. Figure Probably it on iTunes. But it's oh man, I liked it. I like uh, really. It's like the kind of family adventure that I haven't seen in like 15 years. Oh. It's like really good. That's, it's legit that's, really great. It's because I saw the trailers for it and I was like, I have no desire. There's a side story about his little brother and his monkey sidekick stealing <laughs> candy. That's like the C story in the movie. That's all they're trying to do is steal candy. It's And it's played by a real monkey. Oh, my, that sells it. That's it's, the, dude, it's so great. You should have made the trailer on that. I I, it, seen it is so great. <laughs> Did it not do well? It, no, nobody likes that movie. It, it didn't do well. Really? Nobody likes it. It's, but it is great. <laughs> it's the uh, DCEU of the anime world? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they just, like, the, the, the Wachowskis got given, like, carte blanche after the oh, Matrix yeah, trilogy. Yeah, yeah. And they just did whatever the fuck they wanted with it. And everybody should be thankful that happened. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, before we bring our first guest out, we uh, we like to play trivia on this game. On this on game. this game. On this show. Are you okay today? No, I <laughs> I haven't eaten yet. That's a problem. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> so uh, let's let's play some trivia. Let's do it. That's what five bucks gets you on Fiverr right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. That's my that's dude. I could have made that for you on GarageBand <laughs> in like ten minutes. That's you know. Well, it's uh, I enjoy. It. I feel like it, it uh, makes us more serious. Sure. <laughs> um, so uh, anyone that's uh, in the store, you're feel free to play. If you're not over here, uh, all you have to do it's a lot like Quizzo, except with none of the fancy technology. Just scream "awesome," and uh, you can win. We have three questions, three prizes. Don't get excited. It's a lot of everything is awesome swag and TELUS books. But the TELUS books are pretty good. Uh, so first question uh, is Wizard World related. By the way, if you went to Wizard World this weekend and you have your wristband, 10% off at Amalgam. Just show you. So all right, first question. Which Stranger Things cast member had to cancel their 2017 Philadelphia Wizard World appearance? Was it A, Finn Wolfhard? B, David Harbour, C, Millie Bobby Brown, or D, Charlie Heaton. Did you call her Millie Baby Brown? I said Bobby. Okay. <laughs> uh, it is C. Congratulations. We need the signs like a quest for magic and steel hat. Molly Baby Brown, C. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, that is some everything is awesome crap and a good book. All right, second question is, oh, God, uh, Wonder Woman related. Which news outlet uh, is mad that Wonder Woman isn't American enough due to the lack of her American apparel underwear. Is it CNN's David Axelrod and guests? Is it Fox News by way of Neil Cavuto and guests? I don't watch that. Uh, <laughs> is it BBC by way of Emily Maitlis or ABC News? Uh, David Moyer. This one's the difficult one. This one we'll give out the big prize for. I'll give you a hint. It's the, the horrible one. <laughs> Are they all horrible? It's the not awesome one? <laughs> uh, it's not A. Okay. <laughs> it's not C. And that's all the hints I'm giving. I feel like the only guy that actually wants this prize just won one, so he's not <laughs> trying to win it. They're different books, guys. They're different books. There you go. Yeah, you're right. It's Fox News. Come on up. Can I ask a question yes. about that? The, the way you wrote that, I couldn't tell. Does that mean the company American Apparel? Or they just think she should be wearing, like, an American yeah, company? American like underwear. American? Like, you know okay. how, like, 
the I original. thought you literally meant the company <laughs> oh, no. American Apparel. <laughs> that people were like, yo, she's not wearing American Apparel. <laughs> no. get, it, get it out of our theaters. People are mad that she's not wearing the stars. I got you. Like classic. Like, oh, oh, you mean literally that she's not wearing the American flag as a th- costume. That the non-American person is not wearing yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the you. American flag. I got you. Uh, They're upset. All right, last question. Uh, comic book related. With Secret, em- or, yes, with Secret Empire wrapping up in August, what is Marvel's next uh, event series? Is it A, psych, as it turns out, Captain America isn't Hydra, twist, Phil Coulson is. Is it B, the Adam, mm, Adamantium universe? All Marvel heroes are basically Wolverine with varying catchphrases that include Bub. Twist, Wolverine is alive. Is it C, Watchers versus Marvel, where the Watchers take on the Marvel universe? Twist, Uncle Ben is the leader of the Watchers. <laughs> is it D, Venomverse, all Marvel heroes are basically Venom with varying venomous versions of the costume and signature Venom and tongue? Twist, Eddie Brock is Hydra. I don't know if that part's true. I feel like they already did that, didn't they? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> but if you're, if uh, that's the next one, I'm just gonna give this shot, throw this one out to the audience. Uh, or oh, that is it. the next one. Yeah, Venomverse. D. Oh. The answer's D, guys. Uh, that is the next one, like legit one. Oh, okay. I, I read about it uh, the other day. So aren't they doing something where like Hulk gets adamantium or something like that? I, the, I don't know. Like I looked to see if that was a real like crossover yeah, event. Okay. And I, I mean, I just searched Wolverine like, <laughs> in the, the crossover Wikipedia. Yeah. And I didn't see anything. It's nothing. So, okay. Yeah. So, I, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's some, if they're doing Venomverse, which, which I, now I don't read comics that often anymore. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess that's my Greek, uh, my geek card. Yeah. But uh, and my Greek card, but uh, it's um, Venomverse sounds like you're just running out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I like. Are people that interested in Venom in the first place to be like, hey, everyone's well, Venom now? You know that character you all love because its book sells so well? We turned everyone into him. I, and I don't know if it has something, uh, anything to do with the Sony Venom movie that they're putting out. Which I, is I would think so. There's dumb. a lot of uh, uh, quote-unquote synergy in the uh, comic book world right now. Yeah, it is uh, I don't know, incredibly dumb that they're doing that as separate from the Marvel Universe, too. Like it's Wait, it's like an offshoot of It's the... Sony's Spider-Man. Or I think they're calling... Oh, I think, oh, you mean the movie part of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the Sony Marvel Universe. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So. And they just cast uh, Bane as, uh, yes. as uh, Brock. Yes, yes. Bane. I hope that's how they advertise it. Bane is Brock. I hope so, because, I mean, I, I'll see it. That's, that sounds... I'll watch Tom Hardy do anything. Yeah. I watched a movie where he drove a car for 90 minutes and loved every second of it. <laughs> you guys ever see Locke? Ooh, it's good. How many movies have you seen in 2017? This year, I've yeah. seen like 65. Okay. I think I've seen like 20 new releases. Okay. Okay. You, last year, what was your, your count was like 200? Uh, it was more like 180 okay. for the whole year, and I think I saw like 65 to 70 new releases gotcha. last year. Yeah. I, w- I wish I could <laughs> see a tenth of that. A lot of it's because my, uh, my podcasting partner, uh, Dan Scully, uh, writes for Cinadelphia, so oh, he gets okay. a ton of preview screenings nice. that I just get to tag along yeah. to. That's Pretty very good. cool. Yeah. Before we bring our next guest out, I feel like as the host of the podcast, we need to make him feel at home. So I have a surprise. I don't know how to use these. <laughs> Just slide you, got, you got closets full of them. I can't try it. Where is this where my mouth goes? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess the audience listening at home, uh, well, as soon as we announce the guest, they'll get it. And if not, we'll announce it. Uh, please welcome to the show from Shakara, a wrestling god, if you will, Ophidian the Cobra. Thank you for doing the show. Let me, uh, let me help you and give myself a proper... Okay, there you go. Thank you. I am the venomous and vile serpent from the Nile. The one and only master of snake style. The Cobra Supernova Ophidian. There. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, see, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a ring announcer. 
<laughs> I'm going to actually take this off because it's really hot. It's yeah, really how do you wear this thing all the time? <laughs> That's it. See, now, I'm going to take this off. Good God, it's so hot in there. Yeah, how do you? Because you, so, um, I guess, spoilers, uh, if you're not a fan of uh, wrestling, it's not real, <laughs> you know, uh, spoilers. Uh, but you, like, kayfabe. Like, you're 100% in it. Wear the mask all the time, right? Absolutely. Uh, there are, there's no actual proof I'm married to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> because there are no photos of the event because I, don't hi I hide my identity. Are uh, you known as the MF Doom of wrestling? <laughs> the MF Doom of wrestling. I would love to be known as the MF Doom of wrestling. <laughs> I'm spreading that around now. <laughs> it is. A, and it's a, you know, and I was talking to you before the show started. It's, you know, Chikara kind of... Um, from what uh, I was introduced by Jeff Stormer, host of Party of One. He'll be doing a podcast, I believe, here uh, on July 15th. But um, he, uh, he got me onto Chikara, and like, it's so much fun. It's, it's all about... Is that what this is wearing? Is, is that what this is called that I'm wearing? <laughs> You're in, it's a wrestling mask. That's what, this is just called a wrestling mask? <laughs> That's what I call them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, Chikara seems to have like, all the fun of wrestling from about 20-plus years ago. Uh, we call ourselves the Lucha Super Party, right? We're a comic book come to life. Yeah. Uh, everything about Chikara is reminiscent of, of a comic book. Um, our characters, the way our storylines unfold, we have magical powers, right? We have uh, um, mystical objects. Oh, dude, there what are, are your powers? Uh, <laughs> I have the power of hypnosis. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do that to me right now? Oh, it's, it's, a de it's illegal. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Wait, but isn't that why you wear that mask? <laughs> it, is, it is the most illegal move in the history of professional wrestling. <laughs> that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I, it's, it's uh, interesting because I was watching a, a match recently that you had with uh, Jeremy, I believe. Jeremy uh, Larry, yes. And uh, it didn't work for the fir like, first time in a decade or ever or something. Ever. ever uh, first yes. time ever. And this was a match that happened maybe a month or two ago? Yeah, WrestleMania weekend, yes. So how does that, uh, how did uh, How did he block your hypnosis? Yeah, how does that happen? We still don't know yet. Are you Still doing like know. research? Do you uh, like I've, do you like watch the tapes back? With I, your team? I have. I've studied the tapes. Yeah. Uh, I've been calling for instant replay in professional wrestling for years, but <laughs> just, just won't get approved. Yeah. Yeah. And you think if you had instant replay, you'd definitely be able to figure out how he blocked your your. I, I, I almost said blocked your psychosis. Sorry. <laughs> I think I would have still lost. If I took the time to watch the screen, turn my back on my opponent, you might have still beat me anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. So the mask, because I wore it for about 30 seconds and wanted to die. How, d like, we'll say, and I know it's not 24-7 because you sleep, I assume, without the mask on. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're that kayfabe. But, like, how, like, you've been here for an hour. How are you breathing? Uh, man, it's a, that's a difficult question because uh, for me, it's not an issue, right? For, I'm so used to wearing this. This is like, this is my face. Okay. You know, sometimes uh, uh, it's uh, joked around in, in Lucha, but the, the person under the mask is really the mask, yeah. right? And the face mm -hmm. is, the mask is our real face. I'm already starting to feel that way. I've been in this for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we train for hours relentlessly yeah. in our mask. And it also helps that I run a business with my wife producing this, okay. you know, creating garments. And I make my own mask along with my wife. Um, we run a company called Closet Champion, where we, you know, clothe uh, the superheroes of tomorrow. I, uh, yeah, I looked at the website because I, like, I always have in the back of my mind, uh, for those that are new to the show, uh, and I'm losing, like, wrestler, professional wrestler, guy who dabbled in it. Uh, I used to do it. We did a couple shows up in Bucks County. Uh, and I was, every now and then I get that like itch back where I'm like, I kind of just like, there's a, I got some steam in me still. I can like go to the gym, work out, run the ropes a little bit, get back in ring shape. Uh, and I was, so I was looking at closet champion to see what like new attire. Cause I'll never, I'll order it and never use it. But I was like, I kind of want new attire. I'm always curious when I sell my ring worn gear, what happens to it in that way? Like I've sold complete sets top to bottom and I wonder. Or is somebody out there wearing my? <laughs> wearing well, do my, you know? Do, do other time. wrestlers buy it and then wear like that? Like, I feel is copyright infringement <laughs> if they're doing that. No, no, no. We're talking about more uh, okay, uh, yeah. fans or. Uh, yeah, well, I, I would hope that they're not wearing it in any weird way. Like, let's just put it like I feel like that gets displayed I'd, on in a, in a I'd frame. I'd love to see it happen. I'm hoping <laughs> that somewhere in Canada right now, there's just a uh, a larger, uh, more plump version of me. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Basically me wearing the outfit. That's what he's trying to say. <laughs> I need an alternate story. universe me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, that's how I can sell my wrestling gimmick is I'm alternate universe co- uh, Ophidian, the Cobra. I was going to say Cobra, the Ophidian. Ophidian, did you say some of them have mystical objects? Yes. Do you have any? Uh, I do, but... Um Unfortunately, I cannot tell you exactly what it is, but I can tell you about some of the mystical objects. Oh, please. Let's hear it. Uh, Wait, so, so you don't use yours then when you wrestle? It's oh, it's like, been used. It's uh, just I must keep it a secret still. Uh, okay. Oh, However, the Eye of Tear is a mystical object that has caused a lot of issues in Chikara. Okay. The Eye of Tear will grant you any wish that you desire. But if you hold on to the Eye of Tear after you make the wish, it will bring upon you the worst luck that you've ever had in your life. Lots of doom and gloom follows to the holder of it. So you must continue to pass it on. And, uh, well, of course, the nefarious and devious Ultramanus Black did not give up the Eye of Tear after he used it to uh, possess one of the other characters by the name of Hollow Wicked, which then caused years of of, uh, bad things happening, though. Uh, Brudishoff de Cross and the Brotherhood of the Cross showed up in Jakara to reclaim the Eye of Tear and destroyed the company. This is how people must feel when I talk about movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I gotta say, one of the most fascinating storylines that I, uh, Jeff told me about was the one where there was time travel uh, involved. Uh, I'm back in. What, okay, what happened? So, so, and I don't want to explain it because I feel like I'll do disservice to it. Uh, so can you enlighten us on uh, the best part is that it, it like a year later it's called back or however many years later it's eventually called back can you explain so, the time travel gimmick uh, there's there's actual multiple instances of time travel myself being one of them I'm in I'm a time traveling anthropomorphic ancient Egyptian right okay uh, so um, but wait wh- did you say you're an anthropomorphic ancient <laughs> Egyptian <laughs> I mean, it's a pomorphic cobra, but I'm... Uh, oh, understood. Yes, now I got it. Okay. From uh, ancient, ancient Egypt. Times, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, just getting over a slight cold, if you can't tell in my voice. I spent the last couple of days... I could tell in your face. <laughs> uh, Those eyes are a little puffy. <laughs> Archibald Peck uh, showed up to Jakara, and uh, during a match was hit with the back fist to the future. The back fist to the future is a move where... This is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, Where Eddie Kingston hits you so hard that you time travel. Oh, Uh, my God. And, uh, is there, went, like, video of this I can find somewhere? There was, we, Chikaratopia.com, all 15, 18 seasons, I'm sorry, of Chikara. Fuck up. yeah, dude, you just <laughs> got yourself a new subscriber. Uh, and uh, he got the Chikara yearbook from years into the future and saw all of the winners for years to come and realized that, well, he wasn't in any of them. <laughs> he wasn't in any of the listings on, you know, the W column. Um, so, uh, you know, he... Tried to tried to change time, and uh, has that not, had rippling effects throughout the uh, the universe of Chikara? Since? It does. It, ha- it has affected uh, the, yeah. the universe a lot. But at the ECW arena, not too long ago, um, during one of our events, the lights went out. Archibald Peck's been missing for you know years, and all of a sudden, lights go out, come back on, and he shows up while. Uh, Mike Quackabush, the director of Fun, is introducing the new Chikara yearbook and steals it from him. So ah. we're finally at the time where Archibald Peck. Oh. Showed up, and the time loop caught up with itself. Yes. I'm following you. It is. I understood all of that. <laughs> this is what makes Chikar so special. And I implore, search my interview with Jeff Stormar and everything is awesome on awesomepodcast.com because he explains it, and like it almost brings a tear to my eye when he explains his love for Chikara. and like that there sums up my love because it's such a, like it, it makes. It's just such a special organization um, that's been. It's this this year's the fifteenth yes, anniversary. Fifteenth anniversary, and it's not just the stories. It's also the athleticism that yeah. goes into our movements. We're not just a comic book company mm. as far as storyline goes. We're comic book as far as action goes. Mm. We're doing things that you'll will, will not see anywhere else uh, in professional wrestling. Do you guys like uh, spend time like setting up like actual stunts and stuff like that? Do you like practice that kind of stuff? Maybe so, I'm getting too much into the behind the scenes. I don't no, know. no, not at all. We have a train. Um, professional wrestling is. Is theater, right? Yeah. Performance art. Yeah. So there's a lot of training that goes into what we do. I'm one of the trainers at our Wrestle Factory up okay. in Northeast Philadelphia. Ooh, you have a Wrestle Factory? Yes, yes, we do. I'm going to need to ask 14,000 questions about that <laughs> later. 
Uh, so our training facility is up in the northeast, seven days a week. We have about 70-some students in our system currently, wow. um, on top of all the performers within the company. So we're constantly training seven days a week to get better, as well as traveling the world. Um, you know, professional wrestling, we're independent contractors. So I've been lucky enough to perform all over the world and bring some of that knowledge to the school, That's as cool. well as the other trainers. Where Did you train at? Uh, Russell Factory, Chicago. I got my start, yeah, at the Russell Factory, but at the time it was in the ECW arena. Oh, okay, and that's so. How long ago was that? I started in 2006 with Chikara. Okay, was uh, so so now this is where we're kind of connected without knowing each other at all. Is Tom Carter, Reckless Youth, uh, it was a co-founder, yes, uh, with uh, Quackenbush of Chikara, and uh, Reckless Youth trained me. Uh, clearly, his training is much better than what this <laughs> allows to show. I learned a lot uh, from, from Reckless, but um, he, he was gone by 2006, right? Yes. Uh, he was only there for the first term of training. Okay. We're the 19th or 20th term. I don't remember off the top oh, of wow. my head. Um, but yeah, he was there so for what's the first a, term. What's, how long is the term? Uh, it depends on the graduates. Uh, okay. Everybody graduates at different speeds. You know, mm. uh, I can say some, some guys can get through the system in six months, or some it may take three years. Okay. It's, uh, well, yeah, I mean, because the, the, from a guy who's, who's done it, uh, not as well as anyone on this stage right now, Garrett included. Come on, man. <laughs> you, you stuck to the gimmick, dude. You're yeah, still dude. In it. Yeah, you've done it better than me. Quit calling me Garrett. I... <laughs> what's, what's, what's yeah, what's your wrestling name? Oh, I gotta, th- hold on, let me, uh, do you know, how do I get in contact with the back fist of the future guy? <laughs> Maybe you can send me into the future where I've been named. <laughs> See if it works out for yourself. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you that, so that mask, I have the, uh, mask. I, I didn't even look at this. What do I even look like? <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture. I saw Dave taking pictures. Uh, it's a blue mask with some wingy things. That mask I purchased because I have one just like it that's black with some zebra, zebra print. I used to wrestle uh, as two characters, unmasked and masked. My masked character, uh, and this was 15, 10, 15 years ago when you could get away with this, was a Japanese wrestler. Um, <laughs> I do feel bad about it, but uh, I was a very tall Japanese, uh, not even Japanese-American. We'll just go with that. And uh, so we bought that mask for another guy who was also not Japanese or Asian of any... Any kind. And, uh, wait, wait, gonna... wait, wait, wait. I'm in a costume <laughs> no one wore that it. was previously no, used. No, no, no to... one wore that. No one okay, wore that. thank God. Yeah, no, so I, I was Shadow, and uh, we, we did it. My, name, my full name was Shadow Shadow, and we were going <laughs> we to have my son be, he, his name was going to be Shadow Son, and he was going <laughs> to oh wear that. God. Ass. <laughs> That's I burn the kind this of gimmicks thing. we were working with in the, uh, in, in the FTW. Is, do you have anything of that quality? <laughs> Do you have anything of that level uh, of racism at Chikara? <laughs> Fifteen years ago, that was acceptable in wrestling. <laughs> I said it's, I feel it's no bad wonder about it. it didn't work out for you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I told you, I feel bad about One it. One of my favorite things about having the Wrestle Factor facility is we do student shows. One was happening today. And before our students debut in their uh, actual characters, uh, they're given temporary characters. Uh, so they wear a generic Chikara, a, a generic Lucha mask with the Chikara logo on it. So you'll see the types of Hip Toss Hank, you know, uh, Bobby the Beal. Uh, you'll get a Dropkick Dave. <laughs> I uh, see. Dropkick Murphy would have been the way I went with that. Um, Can I be Garrett the Gargantuan <laughs> since it accurately describes my physique? <laughs> you have the hair for wrestling now, man. Like you grew it out. Though I guess that's not hair is required for wrestling. <laughs> I think of wrestling from like the '90s when everyone had long hair. Yeah. Everyone shaves their head now. I don't know. <laughs> I'm every so far every wrestler been. looked like they were in a hair metal band. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like, true, actually. That is what wrestling looked like when I grew up. <laughs> yeah, it's the, well, I don't know. That, I grew up in the Attitude Era, so like, which was kind of like a gimmicky era of wrestling, which is why, like. Wait, I, wait, 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 wait. There was ever an era of wrestling that wasn't gimmicky? <laughs> I, I would say now's not. Like, it's, uh, my definition of gimmicky is, like, Ophidian is, like, my dream wrestler because he's, like. But didn't, like, The gimmick. Undertaker just come back to. He just retired. Uh, yeah. We think. All right. But, like, aside from, like, who else current day? I don't know. Do you watch the competition? Absolutely. I watch all wrestling. Okay. So, like, current day WWE and and I guess maybe even NXT. The Fashion Police are my favorite 
uh, thing oh, on so television at the clearly moment. Clearly, I don't watch it enough to. <laughs> I don't know. The fashion police are top-notch detectives uh, that are, uh, you know, dealing out tickets for fashion faux pas. That's it. Is that NXT or WWE? No, that is SmackDown. That is oh, Breeze, my God. Uh, Tyler Breeze and uh, Fandango. Fandango. There's I a mean, wrestler that named himself <laughs> after a movie ticket company. Uh, so I guess there is some gimmicky, gimmicky and, uh, stuff in WWE. But it's like, to me, it's all guys. Oh, is he just like one of the paper bags from the Fandango <laughs> commercials? Is that his whole thing? I feel like if it was a Chikara gimmick, that's like it would be similar to that. Um, we once had a wrestler in Chikara uh, get stuck in a giant paper bag and couldn't fight his way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Hydra was a, an exceptional pro wrestler that <laughs> well, accomplished nothing. You guys have had, like, you know, guys move on to WWE and NXT and stuff. Absolutely. Uh, like, uh, one of my trainers is Cesaro. Yeah, yes. yeah. And that's, like, a big deal. Like, I mean, I, I, again, I don't watch current day wrestling often, so, like, he's not on my radar because he's, I just don't watch it all enough. But, like, I know the name. Like, he's enough of a guy where a guy who is quasi in wrestling still knows the name. So like I and I was reading like some of the graduates. That's amazing. Like that Philadelphia is churning out that kind of talent. We have uh, we have a lot of guys from Philadelphia right now on in WWE. Drew Gulak, who's lunar local to Philly. Um, Lince Dorado, who got a start with Shakar, is now part of uh, season, uh, 205 Live, the cruiserweight oh, yeah, division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you a very serious question? Do you have to cut your eyelashes off? They are like really bothering me inside of this <laughs> thing. They just keep like rubbing up against the inside of it. Do you just like shave your eyelashes? Not your eyebrows, but like your eyelashes? I actually shave all my hair except for the part that peeks through to make it look like I have facial hair. <laughs> uh, I'm actually just completely hairless. You have like a neck strap? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really fashionable. All right. So before I let you go, uh, you said that you were a trainer at the Wrestle Factory. I think it's only right. I know we don't have crash pads or anything. I think it's only right that we... Uh, we, we Show them something. And so, uh, I'm not going to volunteer Garrett because he's never taken anything. I'm going to ask Garrett, though, if, yes. we, if we were to demonstrate one of two moves, either the chop or the, the classic uh, Roddy Piper sleeper hold. Uh-huh. Right? And, and show, uh, uh, show on gallery here how it's actually done. Which one would you want to see? Dude, you want the chop? I, I vote, I'll vote with that guy. Chop. <laughs> All right, then. It's chop it is. One request, though. You have to unbutton the shirt. All right. Well, there's there's another shirt underneath that. Great. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> I don't want to chop buttons. Not That's not, not ideal. Wait, wait, wait. The, this move has the potential to just pop his shirt off of his body. <laughs> yes. If so, I would rather him leave it buttoned, please. Uh, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a story. So, uh, Kevin Owens, who is uh, yeah. you wrestled as Kevin Steen on the Indies, is now with WWE, a former you know champion for them. Uh, the first time he chopped me. Uh, it was my debut for a Ring of Honor, and the first time he chopped me, cut me open. And oh, I remember shit. feeling a kind of pain that I've never been able to replicate again in my life. <laughs> uh, I immediately, the footage exists of it, I get chopped and I immediately drop to my knees and curl into a ball <laughs> in the corner of the ring. I've never been hit so hard in my life <laughs> as I have from Kevin Owens. So, and, you know, I, and that's I what you're about to do to Kevin right now? <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> I've been listening to some uh, like uh, Austin's podcast and, and Edge and Christian's podcast, so I've been getting back into wrestling that way through podcasting, and it's amazing to hear how like because I don't remember ever being like snug or stiff just for the heck of it. Like we we did it if we did it was an accident, and like it turns out like you know you just do it so that it looks good, <laughs> and like I thought Absolutely. I always made it look good by, by pulling my punch, but no one pulls their punch. <laughs> uh, I think some of the beauty of professional wrestling is that. Uh, we're, great, we're creating the illusion of combat. That's what you're paying to see when you see professional wrestling. You want that, uh, you want that re uh, realism of fight without the actual consequence of it. So yeah. we have to demonstrate some of that. Right? We have to make contact. We have to, in the case of a chop, right? I have to actually hit you because we know what Hell it sounds yeah, like dude. to hit somebody. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, it's the same thing with punches, with forearms, with yeah. kicks. Um, because we live in an age of high-definition audio, high-definition video, you can see if you don't hit, right? We can, we can visual. I mean, it's, there's, we can just rewind and pause anything if we wanted to now and, and see it as if we're in the ring with them. Now, I fully expect everyone to do the appropriate response during this chop. And I think, for those that don't know, 
and just catch on because we're going to assume there's more more than one of these coming. Okay. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you right now what the proper execution of a chop is. You've got some pecs right here. You've got some meat on the bone. Yeah, we'll right? call those pecs. <laughs> <laughs> Theater of the mind and whatnot. Uh, fa- family friendly, right? <laughs> so we got some pecs here. And I want to place the majority of my hand across the pecs. I don't want to go in the middle of the chest. Okay. Right? It's going to hurt me. Yeah. Uh, there's bone here, right? And yeah. I have a bunch of tiny little there bones There is in definitely my hand. not bone on those pecs. <laughs> there is not. So to avoid damaging my own hand, I'm going to place my hand right here in the meat of his pec. Thank you. Thank you for putting those in quotations. And I figured I had to put the mask on to play the part properly. Yeah, I got to tell you, Garrett walked in here hungover, but Garrett the Gargantuan feels great. (laughs) This thing really does work. So, right here, this is what I'm aiming for. I'm going to slide away. I'm just asking that you don't turn your head towards me. You will not. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) When done right right and you place it right on the pack, it sounds like a gun has gone off. Currently miking Kevin's pecs. <laughs> I slide it over just a little bit for me, yeah. That was the sound of Kevin's pecs. <laughs> I, can, I can say, I don't think I've had, since Tom Carter, someone chopped me as hard as that, but that was amazing. It's, it, it brought me back. I got my... Uh, my, my, I'm, I'm, I'm craving wrestling again. So all it did was put a bad idea in my mind. Because <laughs> I'm 33, I'll be 33 and, uh, and not in ring shape. So getting in a ring is a bad well, idea for me. you know, speaking of ring shape, I have a YouTube series called Ring Shape that uh, helps you. Is it about guys that look like Kevin? <laughs> uh, it's, my, it's my video series that takes you behind the scenes and shows you how we prepare our bodies, you know, for in-ring action. And, uh. You know. he, but he sent me the link because if he had crash pads, he's like, this is what I want to show you. And I saw it, and it's, for those that know wrestling, it's essentially a, a kip-up, uh, right? It's essentially a kip-up. It, it, resorte would be what we okay, call it. Okay, resorte. Yeah. Uh, so, no way, in the history of me wrestling, and I've been, uh, you know, I did it from 2002 to 2009-ish probably. I never, and I was thin and in shape in 2002. Never been able to do one of those. So I saw that, I was like, please don't bring the crash pads. I'd rather take a chop. I'd rather just take the chop. Because I'm just going to look like a fool when I go and like flop like a fish. Because that's what happens when you can't do a kip up. You do flop like a fish. Yeah. Now, is there someone, I'm going to let you guys swear, but is there, is there a way, because I know the, the big show can do a moonsault, so there's got to be a way where me, Flabby McFlabberson, can do a kip-up, right? Absolutely, but that's my job as a trainer, right? And that's part of the reason why I put out the Ring Shape series, mm-hmm. is that professional wrestling is hard, without a doubt, yeah. and the things that we do are difficult. But to be able to have that kind of body agency uh, requires a level of... Uh, of, you know, regimen, right? Yes. Of yeah. weekly exercise of sorts. But it's still capable, regardless of who you are. We've seen Big Show Moonsault. Yeah. I've seen Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens do 450s, right? Wow. Yes. That's amazing. And so uh, it's just, you know, practice. Yeah, um, it's something that I gave up on way too uh, early in life. But, uh, Ophidian, thank you uh, for doing this. Before I officially let you go, you're going to be doing the podcast fest this year, right? Yes. With uh, Bump and Grind. Yes. My wife and I run a uh, podcast called Bump and Grind. Oh, cool. Uh, we, uh, we talk about the inner workings of both of our industries from the you know, independent uh, worker aspect. Be- being able to give you the daily struggle of two people that work for themselves and uh, are trying to make it in their respective industries, so burlesque and professional wrestling. Um, do you record in private at home? We do record it at home, yes. Are you wearing your mask when you record at home? There's footage of me wearing my mask. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> when do you not wear the mask? Is there a time you don't wear it? Uh, I, there, if you follow me on Instagram, Masked in Public, you'll see me at the grocery store. You'll see me at the laundromat. You'll see me traveling all over the world, including airports, with my mask. Oh, my God. I can't believe they let that go. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's, it's all about the confidence. It's all about the story. I was going to say, I don't know how much time we have, but I'd like to start a whole new podcast right now and start talking about you in airports. <laughs> That's not going to be for part two, because I feel like there is a wealth of untapped conversation that we didn't have with Ophidian here. Ophidian, thank you for doing the, po- the show. I can't wait to see you uh, do Bump and Grind at the Podcast Fest. And we'll keep- be uh, Friday night, I believe that is the 20th. 
or the okay. 21st. Something like that. Yes. Yeah, right right after, you're the second weekend. Yeah, I know it's right after my uh, Europe tour. Oh, and wow. Right before I leave for San Diego Comic-Con weekend to perform. God, this guy's got I might actually life. come see that. You fascinated me. It was like a real pleasure to meet you, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before the show, Garrett's like, I'm just going to call you the wrestling guy. And now he's like, he's full lucha I'm, right now. I'm living it. <laughs> <laughs> he's full lucha right now. I'm going to the Wrestle Factory after this. All right. Ophidian, thank, thank you, you for doing the show. Uh, make sure you check out Jakara. Make sure you check out uh, Bump and Grind. You check out everything. Let's uh, bring up the comedy stylings of Philadelphia Owns and I'm going to assume I've been saying the last name correct the whole time. Brian Gway. <laughs> I think that's right. Hey, I'd love to hear Brian do stand-up, but this is a great opportunity for me to piss. <laughs> is it awkward having to sit down to do stand-up? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if I was going to be sitting. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Do you want me to just do the... Yeah. Do your thing. Okay. This is my first time doing sit-up comedy. (laughs) Uh, All right. um, Well, here's something I was just thinking about. Um, I got uh, laid off the other day. Um, You know, but it actually was kind of weird because, like, it was weird when my boss was giving me the speech about it and everything. Because he just kept saying stuff like, hey, Brian, I'm sorry we have to let you go. But you know what? I got to say, you've always done great work for us. Um, You've been a great employee. You know, I mean, we just really think you're a great guy. And I was like, are you sure you're firing me? (laughs) You know? It's like, maybe I should lose more jobs. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but after that happened, like I, you know, of course I had to Google, what do you do when you were just laid off today? (laughs) Um, But that was kind of confusing too, because this article came up and it was just like, oh, did you just get laid off? Well, that's okay, you know. Just go on vacation. So I was like, oh, okay, so spend more money. <laughs> I guess I'll stop reading this one. <laughs> but yeah, but then I found like three other articles that said like basically the same thing, which is weird to me because it's basically saying like, oh, did you just lose your job? That's okay. But, you know, just like have a trust fund. you know just have a lot of money (laughs) just have it (laughs) I mean how else do you think I can afford to be a blogger (laughs) for a living (laughs) Um, anyway so I've been single for a while guys and I don't know about you guys if you've heard of these dating apps they're pretty new so I don't know (laughs) But um, some of them are kind of weird because like, like in a lot of girls' bios that they have on there, they'll kind of describe some of the things they're looking for in a guy. But some of it's just pretty obvious stuff. Like most of them say something like, yeah, I just want a guy that, uh, <laughs> you know, he's funny, but he can also be serious. And I was like, well, I mean, isn't that everybody? (laughs) You know? So, okay, so just have emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't make that much sense. I almost feel like they might as well just say, uh, yeah, I just want a guy that he can laugh, but then he can, you know, not laugh. (laughs) Like when there's a murder. (laughs) Like uh, I would want the guy that doesn't laugh. (laughs) Um, Yeah, anyway. uh, Yeah, so one thing I noticed with like a lot of people I know, like 
when we go to restaurants or anywhere where there's customer service. Like a lot of people get upset if like the waiter, whoever, if they're not like friendly enough or they seem rude or whatever. But I don't know, for some of those jobs, like I kind of get it because I mean, I can see why they wouldn't always be like excited. Like, you know, somebody that works at a toll booth. Uh, I mean, I just kind of, you know, just seems like they just kind of stand there. Just cars keep coming. They don't really move that much. Like, if I worked at a toll booth and somebody drove up, I just want to say something like, oh, so I see you have somewhere to go. Must be nice. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to be here all day, you know, in this prison at the end of a bridge. I mean, honestly, some mornings I wake up and I'm like, man, I wonder if today is the day where I just kind of run into the easy pass lane when a car is going a little too fast and just kind of end my shift that way, you know? But uh, I'm sorry if that was depressing, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if you get it. I mean, I'm, I have to wear a diaper to work. <laughs> There's no bathrooms here, so. All right, well, uh, that was my stand-up, everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Brian, thank you. Uh, sorry for the awkward start with the... Uh, the sitting. It's the first no, time you ever okay. did sit down stand up. Yeah. Um, I've <laughs> Come seen on, Brian. Don't lie. <laughs> you love to sit on the stool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen people do that, and it's like, I don't know. It only makes sense if you're like an old, seasoned comedian, you know? Yeah, like like <laughs> or, a Bill know. Cosby type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did his whole last special on a stool. Come on. Yeah. Well, isn't he blind? Going mm. blind. Well, I mean, there's way more things we should be. <laughs> <laughs> that's another. That's another sixty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Uh, so, uh, wh where do you uh, do your comedy at most of the time? Besides Philadelphia, like where at specifically? Uh, I mean, mostly f Philly, but sometimes I'll go to. Sometimes I'll feel a little crazy and I'll go to South Jersey. <laughs> uh, Brian's like, mostly Philly, sometimes Maniunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where'd you, uh, how long have you been doing it? Uh, like three years, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's always a struggle or whatever. <laughs> well, <laughs> Garrett knows what I mean. But yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. <laughs> have you guys worked a show together? Plenty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian and I, I think we were on, um, uh, what, Comedy Underdogs together once, I think, uh, uh, like a couple years ago, uh, which is at Latage. Uh, yeah. And uh, Brian, I used to run an open mic uh, in the city that Brian used to come to a lot. And you run an open mic, correct? Yeah, it's, uh, it's at like O'Neill's Pub. It's going to be every Wednesday, like in like a week or two. So, yeah. Get ready for that to hit the scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big thing coming. Yeah. Um, cool. Oh, you were very funny. I enjoyed it. I oh, enjoy thanks. that. Um, Brian's enthusiasm is what's going to bring him <laughs> yeah. success in comedy. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's like I feel like like I'm sitting between the the opposite ends, like a 180 of comedy. <laughs> yeah, Brian and I are called the goalposts of Philadelphia comedy. <laughs> you, I feel like you guys could tour on that. <laughs> Uh, Brian, we're running out of time, so we'll have to have you on again to have a proper conversation, but thank you for doing it. Uh, O'Neill's Pub is when, uh, yeah. starting next Wednesday? Or uh, yeah, soon? I think it's Soonish? Yeah, either the next week or two. By the, time like this airs, by the time this airs, uh, you'll probably be able to go to O'Neill's Pub and see the open mic that Brian runs. Where can yeah. people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Brian Person. <laughs> so, Yeah. I don't know. Not a lot <laughs> of a little chuckle. <laughs> That's a great handle. <laughs> that no like you are the person named Brian that deserves the handle Brian person. 
All right. Uh, once again, Brian, thank you. Very yeah, funny. thanks a lot for having me. Yes, Sorry. thank you for being Sorry. here. I want to thank everyone who came out today to see both A Quest for Magic and Steel. Everything is awesome. A big thank you to Amalgam. I can't talk. Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. Thank you. Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. Big thank you. Uh, they're going to be hosting uh, one of the, as one of the venues for the Philadelphia Podcast Fest on, Dave, do you know the dates? July 15th and the 21st weekend. July, July 15th and the second Saturday after that, they are hosting uh, the Philadelphia Podcast Fest. So thank you to them for, for doing that. Thank you to our sponsors, Zencaster, Telus, and Steel Empire. <laughs> Thank you to Brian for doing some comedy for us tonight. Thank you to Ophidian the Cobra, who you can find on Bump and Grind, Chikara, Ophidian Cobra. Is your Twitter handle? Ophidian Cobra on Twitter. OphidianCobra.com, right? OphidianTheCobra.com. Uh, and a big thanks to my co-host this evening, special guest co-host uh, from I Like to Movie Movie and my... Brother and Pod. <laughs> there you go, you got it. <laughs> Garrett Smith. Thank you. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yes. This is a real pleasure. Thanks for uh, really making us sound good. Uh, and I also want to give a quick shout out to a special organization that means a lot to me. For the venue, we're just going to call them Let's F Cancer. Uh, you can check them out at letsfcancer.com for uh, information on what they do, what they stand for, and if you want to donate some money to say F Cancer. Uh, we'll be back July 16th for the fifth annual Philadelphia Podcast Fest. We'll be at Tattooed Mom from uh, 2 to 3 with other great podcasts like D Doom Thugs, A Skyrim Addict, Dissecting the 80s, and many, many more. Uh, more info can be found at phillypodfest.com slash schedule for all the shows. They're going to be part of the Philadelphia Podcast Fest. 55-plus shows this year for the fifth annual. It's going to be exciting. Uh, once again, thank you to everyone who came out, Amalgam, sponsors, and my guest and co-host. We've been awesome! Gonna get to you, girl. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.